Welcome to Hard Road Theater's Stage at Home radio serials, where we step back in time and bring you stories and tales from the golden age of radio. Tonight, we bring you Burns and Allen, a half-hour visit with America's favorite couple, George Burns and Gracie Allen, brought to you by Michael's Coffee Shop. Proudly brewing Starbucks coffee, Michael's is the place to stop whether you're picking up on the way to the office or just wanting to sit and sip with a fresh pastry. Michael's friendly baristas will expertly prepare a drink to your exacting specifications. Whether you enjoy a cappuccino, latte, flat white, just black, hot, or iced, Michael's is the place. Don't like coffee? Michael's has a great selection of teas and other refreshing beverages. You can find Michael's Coffee Shop on Facebook and in person at 425 Broadway in Highland. Stop by tomorrow. Can I get you something from Michael's Coffee Shop, George? Sure. Bring me a cup, Gracie. You know, at Michael's, you always savor every last drop. Yes, it's Michael's Coffee Shop time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Only two more shopping days till Easter, and if your husband hasn't kicked in with the money for that new Easter hat, you better start doing some tall hinting. But first, come along to the Burns house, and with a couple of experts at work, Gracie can out-hint any wife, and George can out-ignore any husband. Good morning, Gracie. Breakfast ready? All ready, dear. In my Easter bonnet, with all the frills upon it. You seem happy this morning. Well, what woman wouldn't be happy married to you, George? I guess you're right. <laughs> you know, George, that reminds me of the slip I made yesterday. I signed my name, Mrs. G. Burns, and this woman who was with me said, what does the G stand for? And before I thought, I said, generous. <laughs> generous, huh? In my Easter bonnet, with all the frills upon it. Pass the bacon. Yes, dear. Uh, by the way, have you seen the good news in the paper? It looks like income taxes are going to be cut way down. Now you'll have scads of money. Yeah. I'll have so much money, I won't know what to do with it. In my Easter bonnet, with all the frills upon it. Pass the bacon. Or, pass the eggs. Yes, dear. Notice the way I colored the eggshells this morning? Blue and pink and speckled. Yes, they're pretty, but uh, what's the idea? Well, to remind you of something that's coming. Something that's coming? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Eggs made me think of hens. Mm-hmm. And hens, oh, your mother's coming. No, dear. In my Easter bonnet, with all the frills upon it. Pass the toast. Yes, dear. Say, you know, I just thought of something. What? Sunday is Easter. No. Yes. And we'll want to be in the parade, won't we? Well, yes, we will. Here, let me give it out my billfold. Why, George, whatever for? Well, 
We'll want to look our best, won't we? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Well, here, take this dollar and get my suit pressed. George, wait. Before you put that lock back on your billfold. Yes? One of the most important things on Easter is a pretty hat. And now if you could see... Oh, sure. <laughs> What's the matter with me? Here I'm talking about getting my suit pressed. You'll need some more money. Well, sure. Here's, uh, here's another dollar. Have my hat cleaned and blocked. I'll just have it cleaned. You block it every time you put... Oh, Gracie, don't lose your head. A George Darling, I'd like to have a pretty hat for Easter, too. Well, here's another dollar. Have yours cleaned and blocked, too. Well, I can't have last year's Easter hat cleaned and blocked. It's covered with fruit. Well, have it cleaned and sprayed. No, you don't understand. The fruit is all faded and withered. Well, use a little fertilizer on it. Oh, please, dear, don't force me to wear last year's monstrosity. Who's going to know whether it's last year's monstrosity or this year's monstrosity? Oh, now, George, please give me the money. Uh, now, look, Gracie, you can see the... Come in! Hiya, Burnses. What's doing? Oh, uh, we're having a little argument, Bill. What about? Well, I don't want to be seen in the Easter parade with an old out-of-date monstrosity. Leave George home. <laughs> Willie, you're right. Bill, when I said an out-of-date monstrosity, I meant last year's Easter hat. George won't give me the money for a new one. Why not? Hasn't he been told he can't take it with him? Yeah, he's been told that. But he wants to experiment. Now, never mind the smart cracks, young lady. I'm not going to throw away money on a silly hat. Do you think you're married to a pot of gold? She's not sure about the color, but the shape's right. I'm going in the den and leave you comics without a straight man. And you don't get an Easter hat, Gracie. Times are hard and I can't afford it. Gee whiz. So he won't give you the money for a hat. Have you tried flattery, Gracie? Aw, that doesn't work anymore, Bill. George is wise to flattery. Well, it wouldn't hurt to try it. Well, okay. But you'll see. It won't work. Um, George? Yes? You're the youngest, handsomest, kindest, most talented, best-built, most romantic husband in the world. No? Huh? No. Well, thanks anyway. You're welcome. No, you see, Bill? Yeah. Say, I wonder if it would do any good if we, uh... Come in! Good morning, Mrs. Burns. Here's your mail. Thank you, Mr. Postman. Oh, hello, Mr. Goodwin. Oh, hello, Mr. Postman. Uh, Mr. Postman, did your wife get money out of you for an Easter hat? Oh, yes. Well, how did she do it? By promising me a kiss. Really? Yeah. She said if I refused to give her the money, she'd kiss me. I'd rather take a beating. Uh, bad kisser, huh? Holiest I've ever seen. Hey, Mr. Postman, if you feel that way, why did you marry her? Well, it was the Harry Roosevelt ran against Hoover. Yes. Oh, when I make a bet, I pay off. Well, this isn't going to get me an Easter hat. I guess we'll have to use my club to get the money out of George. Oh, don't beat him with a club. 
That's cruel. No, I mean the club I belong to. The Beverly Hills Uplift Society. I'll turn those girls loose on George. Beat him with a club. It's kinder. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Burns. I remember. Keep smiling. Well, Gracie was unable to get George to buy her a new Easter hat, so the minute he left the house, she called in the ladies of the Beverly Hills Uplift Society for a council of war. Poor George. In a bar, they'd refuse to give him more than two zombies, but Gracie's gonna hit him with a whole houseful. And here they are. Oh, come on now. It's almost Easter. We've got so much to do. Let's get... Now, quiet, girls! Quiet! 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 Come to order, please! And you all know what a hussy she is. Oh, really, Blanche? When a special meeting of the Beverly Hills Uplift Society is called, we should behave with dignity and not stoop to gossip. Who's the hussy? Clara Bagley. I can't understand why we ever took that woman into our club. I heard that, Blanche Morton. Why, Clara, darling, I didn't see you come in. How dare you call me? Now, Clara, that's enough. You came in late, and you know very well that any member who does that is at her own risk. But she said that I... Now, please, Clara, when Blanche was late last month and heard you call her a fat frump, she was very nice about it. Now, apologize for making a scene. Okay, I apologize, fat frump. I accept. Hussy. There. That's the real uplift spirit. Now, before I explain the purpose of this meeting, we'll have the roll call. Blanche Morton. Here. Clara Bagley. Here. Catherine Conway. Here. Meredith Wilson. Present. I'll never get used to him at these meetings. Well, that's just silly, Catherine. It's been over a year since we made Meredith an honorary woman. Although I admit, I still feel a little conspicuous in the pool at the YWCA. We're dying to know why you called a meeting, Gracie. Can't we skip the rest of the roll call? Well, all right, Blanche. Now, you girls are here because I need your help in a crisis. George refuses to buy me an Easter hat. (gasps) Oh my goodness, how dare he do that? I can't imagine. Isn't that just like a man? So far, every method has failed. But you may have tried some fresh methods on your husbands that I could use on George. In other words, you furnish the new tricks and I furnish the old dog. Oh, we could probably help you with that. that. We can do that. That'll be great. Uh, Blanche, did you get money for an Easter hat from Harry? Yes, and a new frying pan, too. Oh, how? I slugged him with the old one. Well, I couldn't strike George. Too brutal. Too brittle? He is sort of puny. Clara, did you get hat money out of Joe? Oh, sure. No trouble at all. You know, Joe's the affectionate type. Until he agreed to give me the money, I wouldn't let him kiss me. Oh, well, that wouldn't mean much to George. Some husbands' kisses get better, but his just get higher. Higher? Yes. His aim's not what it used to be. First it was my lips, then my cheek, and then my forehead. Well, where is he now? Well, since last October, he's missed me altogether. Oh, my, you're really in trouble. Catherine, did you get Dick to loosen up? Oh, yes. I got him over a barrel. 
I found out that he took his secretary to dinner one night. He gave me the money to keep peace in the family. Oh, but I'd never find my George chasing after a woman. He doesn't have the desire, the inclination, the wind. Uh, what did he say when you asked him for money? Oh, he said he was too poor to throw money away in a hat, that he couldn't afford it because times were hard, and he said that, girls, I've got it. We'll shame George into giving me the money. <gasps> really? How are we going to do that? Well, we'll hurt his pride. Now, here's the plan. At 3 o'clock sharp, I'll have George in the living room. You girls come in one at a time, and then you pretend that you're bringing <laughs> What time is it, dear? Exactly three o'clock. Oh, good. Answer the door. Answer the door? Nobody buzzed. Oh, gee. There must be something wrong with my ears. Come in. Good afternoon. Oh, hello, Mrs. Morton. Oh, I brought you poor people a bundle of old clothes. Poor people? Yes. The news is all over town that you're poverty-stricken. Oh, dear. And I thought it was just a family secret. Oh, <laughs> you poor, brave little thing. You going through life without a stitch on your back. Yes. There wouldn't be any stitch on me if I hadn't had my appendix out. Uh, now, look, uh, let me in on this. What's going on here? Here. Take these clothes, Gracie. Here's a dress I don't need. Look, George, a dress for me. And here's one of my old corsets. Look, something for you, too. <laughs> and here, here's one of my husband's old suits for Mr. Burns, too. But we're not poor. Where did you ever get the idea that we... Come in! Oh, hello, folks. Hello, Mrs. Bagley. Don't get up, Mr. Burns. I... I know how weak you must be. Weak? Yes, from hunger. I heard about the fix you're in, so I brought over some soup. Soup? Oh, thank you, Clara. Oh, yes, we don't need any soup, Mrs. Bagley. We, we got plenty of soup. The Salvation Army got here first? Yeah, with hot soup. Yeah. The soup is hot. Clara, it's just his pride. What kind of soup did you bring? Chicken. Oh, with noodles? Yes. Oh, George, did you hear that? We could have the soup tonight and the noodles tomorrow. Oh, look, Gracie, whoever told... Come in! Oh, you poor, poor people. I heard the awful news. Uh, now, see here, Mrs. Conway. <laughs> now, I'm not a wealthy woman, but I can always scrape together a few pennies for the needy. Here, take this quarter. Oh, bless you, Catherine. Mrs. Conway! How did it happen, Gracie? Your husband's been on the radio for years. <laughs> Didn't he save any money? Not a cent. He told thousands of jokes, but he never made a nest egg. Now, wait a minute, girls. Girls! Wait a minute! Girls! Girls! Wait a minute! have to make myself a Jack Benny to be heard. Now, Gracie, get these dames straight about that crazy rumor. Tell them we're not broke. Now, dear, it's no disgrace. What do you mean it's no disgrace? And it doesn't matter to me. I still love you. Girls, one 
too. What is this going to be? Other women may walk in their sable and mink with pheasant to eat and champagne to drink. We're at the Jefferson again. But I will wear rags and on crumbs I will dine and stay with that shabby old husband of mine. Gracie, I, I, uh... What if the house is as cold as a stone? And if one tattered garment is all that I own? What if wolves at our door are waiting in line? I still have that barefooted husband. Gracie. Look, girls. Girls, stop with that la-dee-da. I can't afford to have a rumor going around that I'm broke. Gracie, what do you plan to spend on that Easter hat? About $20. Here's 25 That ought to show these friends of yours up. Well, uh, you better make it 30 I have other friends, too. All right. Take 30 Oh, thank you, George. Well, girls, as long as you're here, let's go into the den and have a nice visit, huh? <laughs> this will be so great. It's wonderful. I can't believe this work. Did you hear that? $30? Wow. I wonder if I've been had. <laughs> So you finally gave Gracie the money for an Easter hat, huh, George? Well, gee, Bill, I had to. Rumor got around that we were destitute. <laughs> Every woman started bringing me old clothes and soup and money. No fooling? Yeah, imagine, offering us charity. Mrs. Morton even had the nerve to bring me one of her husband's old cast-off suits. Here, look at it. Hey, George, that doesn't look bad on you. Really? No. Of course... I just tried it on for a gag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Don't intend to keep it. Then why have you made those chalk lines where you want it altered? Those aren't chalk marks, Bill. I spilled some soup on it. Those are noodles. Noodles? Mrs. Bagley made very good chicken soup. Oh, so you don't like charity, huh? Look, it cost me $30. For that, I can eat a little. Noodle soup? Noodle soup. Come in. Hello, all. Oh, hello, Meredith. Hi, Meredith. I'm sorry to be late, George, but here's my bundle. I uh, managed to scrape together some tuxedo studs, a pair of tennis shoes, a book of box fugues arranged for drums, marimba, and sousaphone. Where are the other girls? Other girls? The other girls of the Beverly Hills Uplift Society. Oh, the other girls. George, Gracie gave us specific instructions to be here with our bundles at 3 o'clock. But, uh, my watch stopped and I wasn't able to. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This was all planned by Gracie? Down to the last detail. She certainly is clever, George. She makes me proud to be a woman. Uh, honorary, that is. <laughs> go on the den and join your sisters. Very well. Go, 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 go. Oh, thank you so much for that. Brooked by the uplifters. George, listen. Are you going to stand there and let those women make a sucker out of you? Now, go in there and tell them off. Just throw them out of the house. Bill, uh, a fellow could get killed in there. Okay, then. I'll do it for you. Gee, would you, Bill? Certainly. After all, you are my oldest friend. I am? Sure. I've got friends I've known longer, but you're the oldest one. Will you tell them, Bill? Will I tell them? 
What do you tell them? First, I'll read them the riot act. Yes? Then I'll say, Now listen, you dames. Yeah? Listen, you miserable conniving wenches. Nice opening. Yeah, and you call yourselves women? I've seen better looking pans under ice boxes. Now clear out before I spray you with DDT. DDT? Yeah. Attaboy, Bill. Come on in and tell them. Okay. <laughs> Quiet. Girls, girls, girls. Bill's got something to say to you. Okay, Bill. Tear it up. Okay, George. Yeah. Now listen, you, you dames. I, uh, what, wh where's that wonderful smell coming from? Oh, from the kitchen, Bill. Meredith just brought us some coffee. Now listen, you dames, I... Michaels? Well, of course. The riot act, Bill. The riot act. Read it, read it, read it. We always make Michaels coffee, Bill. It's so rich and delicious and mellow. Yes, we love that famous Michaels coffee shop flavor. Well, yes, Mrs. Morton, that's the result of careful selection and blending of choice Latin American coffees, radiant roasted to perfection. Winches, Bill. Winches. Miserable winches. Remember? Winches. Miserable. It's no wonder more people stop by Michael's Coffee Shop for their morning pick-me-up. Oh, you said it, Mrs. Bagley. And they connive, too. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Yeah, yeah. Girls. Michael's coffee is absolutely tops in coffee-drinking pleasure. Tell them about the pans under the iceboxes. No wonder so many millions of Americans agree that with Michael's, you savor... Every drop! Now spray him with the DDT, Bill. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him? Why, you miserable little shrimp! Who? You! Me? Yes! It's an honor to have this group of... Beautiful and intelligent women at the house. Oh, Mr. Goodwin, if I weren't married, I'd hug ya. Me too. I'm single. Get out of here, Goodwin. I'll handle this myself. Now listen, you dames. I know I've been framed and I want my $30 back. Give me that, Gracie. Why, Gracie, he snatched it right out of your hand. George Burns, you ought to be thrashed. I wish I were a man. Me too. Me too. So do I. Now, just a moment. Don't be too harsh with George. Maybe he has a right about that hat. Well, are you defending that old wrinklepuss? Blanche, please. That old wrinklepuss is my husband. I'm too much of a lady to say what he is, but he's the biggest one I ever saw. Now, you girls, stop talking about him. Are you speaking up for this clown with the one-way pockets? Yes, I am. Right or wrong, he's the only husband I've got. Well, I like that. We knock ourselves out trying to help you, and then you start defending him? Oh, don't forget, he's the head of this house. He couldn't be the head of a mouse hole. If that's the way you feel, girls, you better leave. Now, think it over, Gracie. If we leave, you are no longer an uplifter. Well, that suits me just fine. If it comes to choosing between my club and my husband, I'll take my husband. Well. Oh, now, get out of here, you old crows. Scoot. Gracie, I'm proud of you. Well, they can't pick.
pick on you. That's my privilege. Believe me, I appreciate what you did. And to prove it, here's the $30 for an Easter hat. Oh, thank you, dear. And here's an extra five for calling them old crows. You're old bats, too. <laughs> is that worth another five? You bet it is. Here, I'll go and get the car out of the garage and drive you to the hat shop myself. Well, that's that. The girls should be under the window by now. Girls? Yes, yes Tracy. Tracy. Our ace in the hole worked like a charm. I got the money. <laughs> wonderful. Great. Great. Well, thanks a lot, girls. See you in the Easter parade. <laughs> That concludes tonight's episode of Burns and Allen, brought to you by Michael's Coffee Shop. Tonight's episode featured Sarah Knobloch and Tom Varner as George and Gracie. Additional voices were provided by Lori Wall, Linda Coleman, Carlos Mungia, and Brian Knobloch. Hard Road Theater's Stage at Home radio serials are available on the Hard Road Theater Facebook page, our website, www.hardroad.org, and as a podcast through your favorite podcast provider, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your announcer, Bill Sullivan. Have a good day, and please be safe.